Uh, but it is one of the featured rare spawns for this upcoming event here for the uh, what something something jungle something whatever secrets of the jungle that's what it is. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> something movie something event. jungle. You're tuned into the GoCast podcast, your one-stop shop for updates, news, tips, and community in the world of Pokemon Go. Thank you for listening. When heading out to play this October, don't forget your mask. Dark right back in raids? That's the sludge bomb diggity. We absolutely didn't see this mega form coming. Justice for shiny Genesect. And more on this episode of GoCast. Hello and welcome to the GoCast podcast, episode 163. It's September 28th. We're in the death throes of September 2021. This year has had no business moving as fast as it is. I don't feel like I'm alone in feeling that sentiment. It's it's January, right? Uh, <laughs> when what happened to April, man? I don't even <laughs> I don't even know. Uh but I'm your host Chris and as always I'm joined by my co-host Kyle. Hi. Hey Kyle, how you doing? I am okay. Yes, we're on the other side of your work-related trauma. <laughs> I am I am better than I was last week. This is definitely true. This is good news for me and everybody else listening. Um, although I kind of like it when you're like a little bit broken down because we get the real spicy things. <laughs> then you don't have the filter. You know, if you show up and you turn on your webcam and you're not smiling, I'm like, that's going to be a good show. <laughs> oh, no, <laughs> I can. I can just I can think of those episodes right now. And I'm just like talking about something positive. And I'm just like, is this terrible? What? Why, why are we positive about this? Come on. I have to remember. There was one particular episode. It was like 50 episodes ago, something like that, where like I was trying really hard to be positive about a certain particular event. And you're like, dude, don't even. It's trash. <laughs> something like that. Yeah. I was like, oh, man. Anyway, I'm getting ahead of myself here. Maybe we'll even have some of that today, although I doubt it, based on what's ahead of us, uh, well, at least in some respects. But before we actually get super started for realsies, this episode shout out to two brand new patrons chelsea and john thank you so very much for your patronage looking forward to getting to know you better in the discord uh hopefully you're already kind of at home looking around getting in some raids all that good stuff but mr kyle we set Mm -hmm. some goals last week yeah yeah we did are you ready to face the music yeah okay all right you wanted to get to 2000 pokemon in your inventory get down to 2000 pokemon in your inventory <laughs> no okay well i actually i actually forgot that that was a goal that's just that's just inexcusable i could have done that you have to write these down when i write <laughs> them down maybe i will <laughs> yeah you got to keep a journal over there man um okay cool what about hatching 30 eggs yeah i, I did do that one and 200,000 stardust yeah Excellent. With a, you, with, a, with a good boost from today. Uh, today's spotlight hour? Yeah, even though I forgot for the first 15 minutes because I was eating dinner. <laughs> and I'm like, my girlfriend's like, don't forget to catch the Meowth. And I'm like, no, oh, that's right. That's right. Yep. Yeah. Shout out to Camo who went around and uh, in a few of our servers and let everybody know. By our servers, I mean servers that, that we're a part of, uh, including ours, to let everybody know that it was spotlight hour is a Lola Meowth extra stardust pop a star piece it was like 11 25 a catch or something like that when it wasn't weather boosted something to that effect we should have thought about that 
but it escaped our minds. Anyway, I uh, hope that you had a great uh, Meowth spotlight hour, everybody else at home. So that was two out of three for you, Kyle. Yes. All right. For myself, I wanted to walk 25 kilometers in my uh, adventure sink summary. That didn't happen. I got to like 21 or 22, unfortunately. Uh, 30 <sighs> eggs did that. 200,000 stardust did that. And catch a shiny. <laughs> I did that. Uh-huh. I did that, Kyle. And not only did I do that, I did it twice. <laughs> okay. I got a bell sprout. Oh. Yeah. And a Yanma. Okay. A Yanma. Dude, I was so hyped for the Yanma, man. So hyped because that's been what I've been just like kind of chasing. And I've had so many opportunities to catch it. It just has not is, happened for me. Is that your first one? I believe so. Yeah. Really? yeah let's take a look. Yeah, let me look. It's been well, featured for a couple of like GoFest and stuff too. So it's my first one. Yeah, dude, that's what I'm saying. It's outrageous. Well, then now, now I need to see. I'm pretty sure I have one. I think you do. I feel like I have more than one, though. I, I think you do for sure. Um, but speaking of bugs, right away, because th- we're not going to talk about this in the news section. <laughs> did Did you see? Did you see the the Pokemon announcement from today? I, I did yeah. with the with the Scyther uh, Hisuian Scyther evolution. Yeah. Uh, oh my gosh, dude, Cleaver or Cleavor? Oh, it yeah, looks so Cleavor. cool. It, oh, it looks man. good. It does. It does that, look good. That said, I'm going to just say this real quick. I wish they had given it to somebody else. Uh, C- yeah. Caesar Scythor is a cool Pokemon. It already has Caesar. It already has Mega Caesar. I think Pinsir and Heracross instead should have gotten evolution. Yeah, I think something non-Kanto should have gotten the evolution. It's still a great design, though. I love it. It is. I'm not. I'm not saying no, uh, but I am asking why. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, I don't have a shiny Yanma. I swore I did. I don't. Huh. So, you know, there well, you go. There we go. See, this is novel. I knew it was worth being excited <laughs> about. Wow. Anyway, uh, let's hop into the news proper. Yo, what up? It's the news. All right. We got one piece of news this week. And funnily enough, we joked about this last week about how something was going to come out the next day. And lo and behold, uh, it did. <laughs> it's the coming in October Pokemon Go Halloween 2021 and more post. Oh, man. And more is like their favorite thing ever (laughs) to put in in print. Trainers get ready for the spookiest month of the year. That seems subjective. There's much to look forward to this October, including Pokemon Go Halloween, Pokemon and costumes, and a tie-in event with the Pokemon movie Secrets of the Jungle. The Season of Mischief special research story is still ongoing, so there will be more to learn about Hoopa this month, too. Now, this reminds me. I'm going to pause for a second, Kyle. Season of Mischief. The research that's been going on. Did you manage this past week to finish both of those special research things we had to do? Uh, one one I, for Fashion Week and then another one for the actual month. Uh, the I, I did the one for the month. I didn't do Fashion Week. You didn't do Fashion Week? You had to battle too many trainers, huh? No, I didn't do the super effective damage. I, I, I guess that's the exact same thing, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> I think you can do the super effective damage. Can't you do it in raids and stuff too? Yeah, you can. You can do it in raids. I think you yeah. can even... I don't think you can do it in training. I think trainings do not count. Not sure. But I I'm not I smart remember. enough to have thought about that. <laughs> I, I didn't. I didn't put in the effort. I'm like, I'm not. I did one of the fashion trainers, and I'm like, cool, and that's it. <laughs> one of those steps has you do five. Yeah. 
It's quite a bit. Um, okay, cool. I first forgot to ask. Moving on here, back to October, though. October Research Breakthrough Encounter. What could it be? Hopefully, it's thematically appropriate. Well, it is. It's Yamask. Now, Yamask is interesting because we got it released, was it last year or something like that? And we got one. I think we each got one of the regional as well. Yes. Uh, so that's out there as well. But Yamask is not like, it's not like Ghastly. It's not like Shuppet or Shupe. It's not like Duskull. You know, these things are not readily huntable. They don't really spawn. Even if you go to a graveyard at dusk, you're not going to see them. So this is exciting. I think this is a good a good choice. Uh, so I, I love Yamask. Like, it's, it's awesome. Cofagrigus is awesome. Awesome Pokemon. And it's cool that it's a research breakthrough, but it has me worried that it's not going to be spawning very much for the event for the month of October, which is the only time it actually spawns. That's why you can't find your mask. It literally doesn't spawn unless it's October. Yeah. And as somebody who really wants a shiny Yamask, uh, this doesn't bode very well for it, I will say. If I had to make an educated guess, it's probably going to be the uh, one-star raid and also special research task, or sorry, research task chase. But see, on on that same note, then that makes this breakthrough bad. Do do, do you see where I like the two sides of the coin? No, I disagree with that because we had a similar situation with Galarian Ponyta, and at that point in time, everybody was just like, the more shiny checks, the better, plus who want good IV ones. I think that's also true of your mask, even though people don't really know what they'd use good IV ones for. They still want them? Yeah, you want a bad IV, your mask, that's the problem. Yeah, well, hey. <laughs> uh, I I don't know. I My judgment on this breakthrough depends on how the spawns end up looking overall. Mm-hmm. Well, that would probably won't even be into the Halloween event. And then it's literally the last thing on this list. So yeah. let's get to there from here. <laughs> and the first stop on our trip is besides the research breakthrough announcement. Every Monday in October, we'll feature a one-time purchase bundle for one Poke coin. I'll have like a raid, remote raid pass and some other goodies in there as well. Featured Pokemon and raids. The mythical Pokemon Genesect holding a douse drive will be appearing in five star raids from Friday, October 1st at 10 a.m. to Tuesday, October 12th at 10 a.m. local time. This will be this particular Genesect's Pokemon Go debut. It will not be appearing as a shiny Pokemon at this time. I'm offended deeply personally yeah. <laughs> offended by this this happened with the burn drive before so i'm not yeah. really surprised yeah. but i thought i don't know it just it bums me out that i have two shiny genesect i have a, a, a 98 iv shiny genesect like i'm set don't get me wrong it just breaks my heart that i can't shiny hunt more for some reason i don't know it's weird it is weird there's is weird. gotta be a reason um, I mean, I'm sure that they're like we've mentioned before, they're saving the shiny release of the drive. Maybe maybe they'll just have once all the drives have gone through, they'll have an event where it's a oh, you don't know which, which drive it's going to be when you fight it. And it could be shiny, blah, blah, blah. It's possible. God, like we need that many layers of RNG for that kind of garbage. <laughs> Ditto exists. <laughs> yeah, but you don't need like good or multiple types of Ditto. You just want Ditto. You know, yeah, but I'm like shiny ditto. It's but like, what if you want a shiny douse drive Genesect? Well, okay. Well, I've got two questions for you. 
one, why? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, and secondly, uh, it's not a question, it's a statement. Just wait, it'll happen eventually. But it doesn't make any sense why it's not happening now. I agree with you. I, I think the bigger problem here is not that the shiny for Genesect is not going to be available. It's that we're actually seeing Dow's drive in rates. Yeah, it's weird. It that means that we have five more to go. Yeah. And that's not that's not okay. <laughs> I do not want to see five more Genesex in raids. And they can't be shiny either. You're looking at six potential reruns of Genesect before we even get done with it. Well, if they do this one week feature thing where it's kind of like shoved before a bunch of other more thematically appropriate choices. I think that's okay. Uh, uh, I mean, it's, it's almost it's, two weeks, though. It's less bad. It's less bad. I, I think if they did like a weekend for the remaining three, yeah, that would be okay. That would be unless, unless one of them actually is a standout and like it's actually potentially usable. But I, I highly doubt it. Yeah, I, th- I think you're. I think you're right. <laughs> uh, but anyway, moving on here, altered form Giratina or Giratina. Ah will be appearing in five-star raids from Tuesday, October 12th at 10 a.m. to Friday, October 22nd at 10 a.m. local time. Oh, so Genesec gets uh, 11 days, and Giratina gets 10. Yep. But if you're lucky, you might encounter a shiny one. Yay! That's not a new shiny, by the way. That's returning, but this is a rare opportunity to farm it, so make sure you do. And last, and arguably least... (laughs) (laughs) Darkrai that knows the attack Sludge Bomb will be appearing in five-star raids from Friday, October 22nd at 10 a.m. to Friday, November 5th my birthday, at 10 a.m. local time. This is the first time that Darkrai will be appearing in Pokemon Go with this attack, and for good reason. If you're lucky, you might encounter a shiny one. Now, let's all take a moment to collectively shrug. If you're driving, make sure your hands are still on the wheel. If you're walking, you're going to look a little weird. If you just set your computer, it's fine. You probably need to stretch anyway. But we're all just going to shrug. Why Sludge Bomb? <laughs> Why Sludge, sludge bomb? bomb? It could learn Sludge Bomb? <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. I love Sludge Bomb as like an attack. Yeah. It's thematically, it's it's a, it's a good fun. But Darkrai? It sure is. But in Pokemon Go, it... Well, you know what? I'll leave that conversation <laughs> for later. All right? Moving on to the Megas, Mega Gengar, to no surprise, will be appearing in Mega Raids from Friday, October 1st to Friday, October 22nd, and that ends at 10 a.m. on the 22nd. Mega Absol, we put, just this is just shoving our words back in our face from last week. Mega Absol will be appearing in Mega Raids from Friday, October 22nd to Friday, November 5th at 10 a.m. local time. This is a new Mega, by the way. Get hype. Every Wednesday in October, a raid hour event will occur from 6 to 7 p.m. local time, and the following Pokemon will be featured. Wednesday, October 6th is Genesect holding a Douse Drive. October 13th and October 20th will be Giratina. October 27th will be Sludge Bum Darkrai. So there's, there's that. Uh, <laughs> man, I'm excited to Shiny Hunt for Darkrai, that's for sure. But, man. Ah, oh man okay i'll save my energy october community day just a reminder it is dusk all it's october 9th from 11 a.m to 5 p.m local time is coming up quick so make your plans upcoming events movie tie-in event which we already know about to a degree from friday october 1st to sunday october 10th the latest pokemon film secrets of the jungle releasing globally on october 8th on netflix 
In celebration, the mythical Pokemon Zarude will be making its Pokemon Go debut, and you'll be able to encounter it by completing a free special research story. Just log in during the event, and you can get it. And there's a bunch of other stuff. Jesse and James are coming back. We've covered the event. Just go back to the previous episode or the episode's show notes from last week, and you'll get a link to the article. After that will be Niantic's birthday. In celebration of Niantic's birthday on Wednesday, October 6th, log into Pokemon Go to obtain to obtain a free box between 11 a.m. and 5 p.m. local time on that day. You know, if I want to get a free box, I just go to like my local Sam's Club and they just give them out for free. I don't understand <laughs> what's so special about this. No, do we remember what was in? Was there a box last year? I think there was. I, I'm pretty sure there was, but I do not remember at all. I can't remember it either. I remember me looking at it and going, huh? But I don't remember it being. <laughs> if I oh, had I to guess, it's probably going to be like, like 50 Pokeballs. Maybe it's like 50 Pokeballs and like a remote raid pass. And yeah, so something 100 like that. rare candy XL, right? Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Enough to get you halfway to one Pokemon. <laughs> they did the math and it gets you one short. Of one Pokemon, <laughs> just to make everybody uh, really happy about it. And then lastly, Pokemon Go Halloween returns from Friday, October 15th to Sunday, October 31st. Costumed Pokemon will be returning for an annual spooky event. Look forward to costumed Pokemon appearing in the wild and a new Halloween themed special research story. More details to come soon. It does say new special research story. So maybe we won't get... The Spiritum quest again, although we might. Mm. I kind of want it so we get more chances at shiny Spiritum. Yeah, I. Th- there's no way they can't. Like, they have to bring it back as a reward because other people haven't gotten it. Uh, but, it. They put it in tasks as well last year. Yeah, but those tasks were so rare. Oh my they God. They sure were. <laughs> I, I mean, that will be my focus when we get there, but mm-hmm. yeah. I, I think it's just going to be Oh, I guess last year we didn't. Last year we had the Galarian Yamask as the reward. So it was a new thing. So who knows? We had Galarian Yamask and I thought we got a spirit tune from that from that quest as well. Yeah, I we we did. We got one from it. I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure. I'm pretty sure as well. Yep. So, Mr. Kyle, anything jumping out to you from this month already? Um, the only thing I'm actually interested this month is when Halloween returns on the 15th, which we have no info on. <laughs> True. Um, uh, yeah, fair enough. No yeah. hype for Mega Absol? No, not not even a little bit. Oh, man. But Mega I, Absol is cool. Absol's awesome. I think Mega Absol's a, li- a little bit underwhelming. It, it feels like they could have done a lot more. But And also, in terms of Go, we already have two Dark-type Megas. So it's... I don't know how it's going to stand up to either of them but in terms of type coverage it's it's already there yeah that's true that's very very true for me i'm looking forward to farming giratina ah and uh i will raid a bunch of genesect even though it's not worth my time because i want more candy gotta you got a level 50 or 98 percent shiny it is it is level 50 yeah oh my god oh wait no 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 sorry sorry it's still level 50 it's yeah. maxed out just below that i still have to xl him yeah. Oh yeah, exactly. You gotta you gotta get the XL then. That's uh that's like ninety six eighty six raids if you transfer. I've got twenty three um oh. XL candy already. Yeah, so that's probably about eighty raids worth. Yeah, to, I could do approximately. that approximately. 
Plus, I could also convert some candy. Yeah, <laughs> a couple. And I'm sitting on 600 rare candy right now. Jeez. Uh, okay. Anyway, <laughs> I, I think I have like 200. I have no shame. Oh no, man. I have 372. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to the club, man. People are hating us right now. Listen to this. Like, spend it. No, we won't. Uh, all right. Cool. Well, that's October. Lots of stuff to look forward to, and a lot of question marks still. Uh, and not necessarily about things that we don't know about, like Sludge Bomb. <laughs> <laughs> but without further ado, I think that's a great that's a great uh, subject to pass on over to Kyle here uh, for Gear Up. So this week on Gear Up, we're going to talk about Dark Cry, more like Dark Cry, <laughs> in 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 terms of Sludge Bomb, at least. Yeah, because don't get anything wrong, Dark Cry is really good in go at least in terms of its pve capabilities its best move set is snarl shadow ball yeah that's right shadow ball even though it doesn't get stabbed shadow ball is just really good and it's a lot better than other dark moves that dark Rider knows i think it learns dark pulse is the choice i believe that's the case so as a result of having shadow ball it's also one of the best ghost type attackers in the game which is kind of funny because of its legendary bulk. It's pretty comparable to Giratino in terms of TDO. Its DPS is solid, but not the best amongst ghosts. I think both Gengar with Lick and Chandelure have higher ghost DPS for what that's worth. It's worth everything to me, but that's okay. (laughs) But on top of that, it's also the best dark type attacker by a significant margin. It's much better than Evatel. It's better than Zarud will be. And it's significantly better than Tyranitar. So Darkrai, good, worth using. Solid shiny. I believe it's like a really dark purple type situation. But that's not why we're here. We're here because he's getting Sludge Bomb. What? Sludge Bomb? Huh? It who? <laughs> Why is Gamora? It does nothing. It it literally does nothing for Darkrai. It doesn't make any sense at all. It doesn't get stabbed, obviously. It's not a type that it needs to be super effective against. It's already not good in Master League. Against the meta, it's actually terrible. I think it wins like two matchups against the 25 or so Pokemon that are considered meta. But does it help against fairy types? No, because the fairies just absolutely body it. Yeah, because it's kind of squish. You probably won't even get to a sludge bomb before you're dead. Charm is really strong. Yeah, yeah. And and that's that's kind of all there is to say about it. It's it's not good. This is a good opportunity to get XL candy to look for the good IVs, try and find the shiny. But if you want to use Darkrai. You want either of its non-legacy charge moves. You're going to want to get rid of Sludge Bomb. Or if you're really rich, you can learn a second move to keep it just for the lulls. But I wouldn't do that. Just keep it on another Dark Ride. <laughs> and that's that's kind of all there is to say, unfortunately. This would have been a prime opportunity to give us the signature move for Darkrai, which I can't remember the name right now. It's Dark like, Void. Dark Void. Okay, yeah, that I sounds think? about right. It's it's vo- right. Void something something Void. That's close enough. Yeah, yeah. The the Void. 
Not <laughs> Void isn't that really bad jetpack video game. Uh, which, for the record, I actually really enjoyed. Apparently, everybody else hated that game. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's it, man. That stinks. That really stinks. Like, okay, I, so when you said that Dark Rye is good, though, outside of Sludge Bomb, like, how good is Dark Rye? I mean, it's 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 top tier in terms of usable legendaries. It's it's a it's up there with as good as it gets. It, yeah, the best dark type and very usable for ghost. You can use it for both typings with the shadow ball moveset because anything that dark hits super effective ghosts hit super effective. It's a nice little uh, overlap in the Venn well, diagram there. Except for fighting. But yes. Yeah, but we don't we don't have to worry about that, though. <laughs> very true. Uh, so that's that's good to know. So even though we are kind of memeing on sludge bomb a bit, uh, it's still good to go after and farm. And if you don't have one, you should try to get one, get a good one. Yeah, absolutely. Don't skip Darkrai because of sludge bomb, but sludge bomb is not an incentive to go get Darkrai. Right. Yeah. Don't run sludge bomb on your Darkrai. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Also fun little tidbit about this is that shiny Darkrai is actually a big deal because shiny Darkrai is like, inaccessible or something like that in other yeah games. it's one of those right so it's like shiny locked i think so for collectors out there that use pokemon go to collect some rarer pokemon that are difficult to get in the main series games for your collection on home or whatever the case might be shiny dark rye is a good chase a very worthwhile chase and it's a great shiny so sure is it sure is but anyway thank you kyle for that truncated gear up section dark rye who would have who would have guessed <laughs> we would have talked about it in this light but here we are that means that we're on to the poke lore and this week we're going to be talking about a pokemon that i know for a fact that we have covered years ago when it was much more relevant let's say a community day maybe uh but it is one of the featured rare spawns for this upcoming event here for the uh what something something jungle something whatever secrets of the jungle that's what it is uh (laughs) (laughs) something something jungle something something of the you know what junk jungle yep the jungle one we're gonna be talking about larvitar the rock skin pokemon pupitar the hard shell pokemon and tyranitar the armor pokemon so first up is larvitar larvitar was a small green reptilian pokemon with rocky skin it has a blunt spike on top of its head, a short rounded snout, and triangular black markings below and on the upper corners of its red eyes. Red scales cover its diamond-shaped belly, and there are several black holes in its body. Its short arms lack fingers, while its feet have a single toenail each. It has a tail with a canonical center, surrounded by a ring of plate-like scales, causing it to resemble a tunnel boring machine. I never picked up on that. That's kind of cool. Larvitar is born deep underground, far from its parents. <laughs> it's kind of sad. It grows by consuming soil and will enter its pupil stage upon eating an entire mountain's worth of earth. Larvitar usually lives in mountains, hills, and caves. Well, I assume that's where dirt lives. So here we go. Next up is Pupitar. Pupitar is a Pokemon encased inside a thick grayish blue shell, sporting a hardness that is comparable to bedrock, which from you know we know from Minecraft nigh impossible to break its red eyes can be seen through two holes in the shell and two more holes directly above resemble eyebrows the upper portion of its body is covered by a mask like plate with four large spikes on either side three additional spikes protrude from its forehead while its arms and legs are developing inside the shell pupitar uses compressed gas 
To propel itself around, it can generate enough force to knock down mountains. Pupitar lives and moves freely around harsh mountain ranges. So you just got these guys just farting himself all over the place. <laughs> it's kind of cool. Kind of cool. And lastly, the big guy himself, Tyranitar, he gets his dark typing finally, and he drops his four times weakness to grass <laughs> and water. <laughs> Tyranitar is a powerful Pokemon with an insolent nature. It's not very nice. It is extremely strong, and its thick, rocky hide gives it good resistance to all forms of attack. Because of this, it is always looking for a battle and would not flinch at anything, though it ignores opponents that it thinks are not worth its time. If enraged, Tyranitar sets off outstanding earthquakes that can completely change the entire landscape, destroying houses and mountains, often forcing cartographers to draw up new maps. So what you're telling me is that it's a job creator. <laughs> I just I just want to point out Tyranitar is like six and a half feet tall. It, it's the yeah. size of a large adult male. Just completely breaking the eastern seaboard in half. No big deal. <laughs> he just like uh, he just like he gives a cartographer working in his like studio apartment because he doesn't get like any work. He's like finishing his map. He puts his pencil down. He holds it up. And goes ah. Kisses it. Mwah. Beautiful. It's finished. And through his open window, he just hears some kid go, Tyranitar, use Earthquake! <laughs> boom, 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 boom. <laughs> it just like, ugh, just tears it in half and starts <laughs> crying. The paper throws it in the corner. <laughs> you see in the corner, there's actually a stack of like 15 other maps. <laughs> Gosh. Oh, man. we need, You know what we need? We need Pokemon-centric SNL skits. That's what we yeah. need. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Uh, destroying houses and mountains, often forcing cartographers to draw up new maps. Just ridiculous to read that. It lives in nests made from demolished mountains. As Mega Tyranitar, its instincts <laughs> have only become more destructive to the point where it may not even be able to hear its trainer's orders. In the Galar oh. region, it has a fierce rivalry with Duraludon and with which it shares its habitat, often battling each other in the mountains. Oh, Daraludon. Yeah. The inhaler Pokemon. <laughs> that, are you just think because it looks like an inhaler? Yes. Oh, oh. <laughs> but I just went around breathing. Just, <laughs> no, I saw his design when it came out and it's the inhaler. It just it, it looks like an inhaler. Even when it Gigantamaxes, it looks like an inhaler. Oh, yeah. It looks like a, a huge inhaler. Uh, but I think it looks cooler animated than it does in 2D, that Pokemon in particular. Uh, a little bit, but it's. <laughs> It's a bad design, but okay. Uh, stats for Tyranitar. You ready? These are actually pretty good. Mm-hmm. Max CP at 40 for 38, 34 at 50, 43, 35. Reminder, this is a pseudo legendary. So of course it's rather impressive. 225 stamina, 207 defense and 251 attack. It's a huge amount of attack. Best move set is Smackdown Stone Edge. Smackdown is a legacy move. So you need an elite TM for that one. If you, weren't at the community day several several thousands of years ago and uh or if you want to do the dark route you could do bike crunch uh and now and the it's not exactly chart topping for dark but it is very good because the tdo is is definitely there and smackdown stone edge it's been kind of like it's been sharing the pedestal in rock dps with a couple of other ones yeah. Rock Wrecker Riperior is technically superior, I believe, and Rampardos has higher DPS but much lower TDO. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
How would people feel if we got another Lavatar Community Day that gave it a dark type move that was somehow impactful? I'd have to look through the moves to see what it would be, but like a charge move, yeah, or or a fast move. Bite's not a very good one. I don't, but, I don't but know. But it's how, good with energy generation. I don't, I don't know how it compares to like Snarl, for example. But uh, I don't know either. I would, I'd be for it. It would just be a fun time personally it would but be. that might just be some nostalgia talking i'm not sure <laughs> no i would like to see tyranitar freshened up a little bit because everybody that's had them everybody that had them back when they were still good or like were the best thing still has them and still uses them so i feel like tyranitar needs to be kind of just freshened up let's just change the sheets or something like that you know? yeah yeah but that's the Larvitar family. If you do not have a Tyranitar because you just started playing or something like that, take advantage of this time to get one. Um, it, it is a good Pokemon to have, uh, and nobody will give you a hard time for using it. <laughs> so there you go. Uh, and that's it for the Pokalore. I think it's Pokepool time. Last week's Pokepool question was, you've been asked for assistance by Officer Jenny. As an officer in the Pokemon world, what Pokemon do you choose as your partner and why? First response is from Cameron, and she said, Clefairy, because one look at her and any criminal will automatically surrender. Is it out of fear or respect? It, no, it's, it's got to be fear. The Clefairy starts using uh, Metronome, right? It knows Metronome, and you're like, oh yep. my god, what's going to happen? You don't know. Yeah, the, the anxiety of what could happen, the anticipation, <laughs> does more damage than when it actually rolls growl. And then they, they turn themselves in and then splash. <laughs> <laughs> There's no water around, but it still uses it anyways. <laughs> Perfect. Really dedicated to its craft. Uh, this next response is from Nick Bunce. My snap reaction is Urshifu speed style. Fighting type is great for beating those dark type Team Rocket ne'er-do-wells. And the water type is handy for the odd occasion where they're called to a fire. Plus, with speed style, you're always going to be quick getting to the scene of the crime. It's a well so, thought out response. So with, with Urshifu, when you ride Urshifu, do you like hop on its back and like wrap your arms around its neck? Or does it carry you in its arms? It carries you in its arms like Machamp. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Next one's from Kelvin. And they said... Kyle, I can only apologize, but mine is Klefki. <laughs> How else are you going to lock up them bad people? Lock them bad people up. <sighs> Look, all I have to say is that Klefki steals keys. That might be oh. counterintuitive to your goal. Klefki is only the circle, not the it, keys itself. If so it's you got to be careful. Klefki, though, it would steal keys for you. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe it's a mischievous Pokemon. Could be. Could be. <laughs> Oh, there's more. I'm so sorry. Yes, there is. I can see it now. Officer Kyle's own little catchphrase. I'm going to lock you up and throw away the clef key until all clef key and bad people have been thrown away. On a side note of clef key, a little birdie tells me that Kyle has some clef key merch. I need an explanation. <laughs> well, we did a we did a secret Santa, a, a discreet deli bird discreet last deli Christmas. Bird. Yep, and <laughs> I I was sent a like a, a hand knit yarn made Klefki as uh, as part of my gift. 
It's awesome. Because it was after I expressed dislike for Klefki, and it's pretty great. It's hanging on a hook behind me. Chris can sort of see it right now, but it's uh, it's pretty good. <laughs> yes, it's hanging on your Assassin's Creed 4 flag. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Awesome. Uh, this next response is from Pokey Juan Kenobi. It's my champ. He doesn't need to do anything except deliver some close combat to whatever villain Officer Jenny can't talk into handcuffs. I like <laughs> the brute force method. That's nice. Yeah. Yeah. Get things done. Next one's from Matters. And he said, hello, gents. Bulbasaur would be my pick. Our grumpy green friend is always ready to vine whip those dirty perps straight to gen pop or alternatively to drop a sleep powder to help diffuse the situation with a calming bulba bye-bye. <laughs> that's a very... That's a very nice, um, non-aggressive answer. I feel to the to the question. Even the vine whip could be like just wrapping up the the bad guys so that they can't get away. Yeah, I feel like if you were like riot control or something like that, that Bulbasaur would be a great choice. Yeah, yeah. All right, all right. Uh, this next one's from Cross Devil. Howdy, y'all. An answer for this week's Pokepole. My partner Pokemon would be. Ditto, the ultimate multi-tool. Even could turn into someone if needed, though I may need to get some black glasses or wise lens to cover its eyes. <laughs> Understandable. All right, all right. Understandable. Right. Just the average Joe set. I think there are two right answers here. Psyduck or Drowsy. We're going to open up the pre-crime division and stop violent offenses before they can even happen. Hashtag minority report, baby. Oh, I hate that movie so much. You hate Minority I Report? I hate it like w- with a fiery passion. We will talk about this later. Wait, no, no, hold on, hold on. I got to know if it's it, on on what grounds? Is it because it's a poorly shot movie or ethically you disagree with it? Or I, I, I think plot wise, it's extremely bad. The, the, the pacing of the story is really weak. It couldn't quite tell if it was trying to be serious or funny. Like, there, there's the whole scene where he like drops an eye and then has to chase it, but it's in the middle of an int- extremely tense moment. Yes. And it feels extremely out of place. But <laughs> Okay. Did you recently rewatch this? Or something? We'll, we'll talk about this later. This is, okay. this is, this is for later on. Don't okay. you worry. Okay. All I have to say is I respect the answer. I think you still need an Alakazam on the team though, because 5,000 IQ, you have to be able to see into the future with that much IQ, right? That's true. And everybody knows Alakazam gets the scoop. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> this next one is from Colton Leo. Easy. Cowboy hat Caterpie. He just screams Walker, Texas Ranger. <laughs> Me and my partner, Cowboy hat Caterpie, cleaning up the old West one rail stop at a time, driving Team Rocket out of Dodge. Giddy up, little Western worm. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I, I love this because like it's it's its own little meme answer, but also at the same time, I can totally picture like like a sort of buddy cat movie. The in in the Pokemon world, everyone has a strong like a really strong partner. One of the head cops has like a Tyranitar. He's always destroying the the bad guys' bases and stuff. And then you know the young upstart has a Caterpie, and they're like, "You need to get yourself a new Pokemon." It's like, but I like Caterpie. And, and, yeah. you know, the, the, the day ends up getting saved because Caterpie is able to use string shot on something <laughs> or, or something like that. Like it, it writes itself right there. And then the movie ends, it evolves into Metapod. <laughs> <laughs> and then the officer's like, oh, well. <laughs> 
transfer. There goes that, I guess. <laughs> Next response is from Sforts. They said, okay, I would be Officer Jenny, the cemetery guard, and I would bring Kofagrigus. We would set up sting traps for grave robbers, ending with Kofagrigus trapping them inside its body, as it does according to its dex entry. Ugh. I don't remember the dex entry, but isn't like the inside of its body like absolutely horrifying when you're trapped in there? Yikes. Yeah. That yeah. might be against the Geneva Convention or something. Well, this is the Pokemon world. I don't think that exists. <laughs> okay, the Kalos But you know what convention. does exist? Crime and justice. The inside of a Kofagrigus's in inside is lined look, look, with justice. All, all I'm saying, crime absolutely 100% exists. I don't know if justice exists in the Pokemon universe. Hmm. Considering, I, I feel like Giovanni has just been on the run for like 25 years and they yeah, still never quite, caught him. Quite honestly, where <laughs> it, where is the strong uh, government here in this case? <laughs> like, you see, you see police officers in Gen 1 for sure, but they don't do anything. They're just like, get out of here. Well, kind of. And then there's that one in, in Silver that's like, hey, you want to fight me and my Growlithe? I'm on duty. I shouldn't be doing this. <laughs> well, let's do it. Uh, whatever. That's ridiculous. <sighs> All right, and this last one was in an email form from August. Hey, Chris and Kyle. Sorry, hey, hey, Kius and Kryle. Nice. My answer for the Pokepole is Rillaboom or Feraligator because they are my big boys. Can't disagree. Again, Braun will get you in a lot of so, a lot of places. Solid answers. I'm telling you, in the Cow- the Cowboy Hat Caterpie movie, there's also just a Rillaboom chilling in the coffee room with another police officer. It just it just it writes itself. Uh huh. Absolutely. Yeah, we need to get like a Detective Pikachu level movie made, but it is about a Caterpie instead. Yeah. <laughs> would Ryan Reynolds also voice the Caterpie? Yes. No, Ryan Reynolds would be the detective. <laughs> they would be the detective that chooses to have a Caterpie as a companion. You would need like you you need someone with like a a higher pitched voice to to voice the Caterpie. The Caterpie? I mean, you could just modulate it, right? No, but then you lose the you lose it. I don't uh, know. Who, Jack Black. Uh, Jack Black would be the Caterpie. There you go. No, 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 no. <laughs> Who's the guy who voiced Iago and Aladdin? What's his name again? Oh, uh, Gilbert Gottfried. Yes, that's yeah, gotta okay. be. <laughs> <laughs> it could be Gilbert. I like it. I like it. <laughs> oh man, legendary pictures! If you're listening, we uh, have a pitch for you. It's a, a great concept. Come on. <laughs> you've already made half this movie just come on i don't actually did legendary make them whatever i'm getting it away matter. from this it doesn't <laughs> matter you're right anyway this week's question is i'm going to steal uh kyle's job from him this week's question is if you could travel anywhere to play pokemon go where would you play and why All mr right. kyle where would you go See, this has a twofold answer it's like where's a great place to play pokemon go but like also where do i want to go because mm-hmm. like I, I would love to be able to go to like Paris and, and play in, in an area like that because Paris is a, is a great place to be, but I don't know if it would be the greatest place for Pokemon. I obviously Kyle counter argument Klefki. Yeah, but then I can catch one for my regional and transfer the rest. Oh, okay. All and right. then I never have it again. Okay. All right. <laughs> But I, I think I think my actual answer is probably somewhere like Japan, mm-hmm. so like or or somewhere else, somewhere like uh, in Korea as well. There's some great places to play Pokemon Go, and also just the the area is amazing. 
So I, I think I think that's probably my answer. Yeah, I'm trying to think because uh, it's hard for me to not uh, to not gravitate towards some really great places I've already been because I know what to expect. So like New York is incredible to play in. Um, Austin, Texas was a lot of fun to play in. Indianapolis was fun. Chicago is a great place to play as well. I'm sure Japan is incredible as well. Of course it is. I've seen the screenshots of it. It looks insane. But I think I'd actually kind of want to go to like Rome or something. Right. That's, where another, it's, that's another one. Okay. It's a really highly dense historical place because I can't imagine it's not just plastered with POIs. Yeah. Ro- Rome is, is on my bucket list for sure. Yeah. Just to, to visit. So, yeah, definitely. Yeah, so I don't know. I I think that would be that would be kind of interesting to play in. Do you have any other places that pop in to the top of your head? Any anywhere else if you couldn't choose Japan or uh nothing that would be like a reasonable answer for Pokemon. Yeah. That I wouldn't already I I'd play Pokemon if I'm there because I'm I'm there. But like I I'd love to go to to England and and I'd play Pokemon yeah. while I was there because yeah. Well, the weather would be good for it too. That's something else to consider. Mhm. Yeah. Well, anyway, dear listener, if you have an answer to this week's Pokeball question, it is, again, if you could travel anywhere to play Pokemon Go, where would you play and why? You can answer the question when we post it on Twitter. If you're a patron of ours, you can also post your answer in the Pokeball channel we have specifically for it. You can also leave us a voicemail to 262-586-7717, or you can do as August did this week and many others do other weeks. Send us an email to mail at gocastpodcast.com. Dot com. But before any mail-related activities, we're going to pass it over to Fish and DeFi-E, who this week are going to be talking about Master League and Little Jungle Cup, among some other things. Over to the two of you. Hi, I'm Fish on Ahita. And I'm DeFi-E250. And this is PvP Corner, the PvP segment that does PvP and other stuff. DeFi, what's going on in PvP right now? Well, I think the big news for this week is that it is triple dust for these next two weeks while we have Master League, Master League Classic, and Little Cup. So that triple dust is wins for battles, not wins for your whole set. But that's still a really awesome way to get a bunch of Stardust. Now, Fish, I know you prefer Master League and Master League Classic. Do you have any advice? What are you thinking about running? Um, well, at the moment, I only have three Master League Pokemon, and they are Togekiss, Excadrill, and Garchomp. Not a great team. I've played one set with it, and I went 5 But um, I really want to replace the Togekiss with a Mewtwo, but... I've checked, it's going to cost me like 300 and something rare candy, which is more than I currently have. So I am going to have to just stick with this subpar team, this B-grade team, and uh, try and make it work. Sounds good, Fish. Now, you might have to plug your ears for a little bit. I do want to talk about Little Cup. It's all right. It has to be done. It has to be done. How about you just like rip the Band-Aid off? How about you introduce me to Little Cup? Tell me what it is, what you can use, what the rules are, and then I'll take it from there. All right. So uh, Pokemon for the Little Cup have to be at or below 500 CP. There is no Shuckle and no Smeargle allowed. Pokemon do not need to be able to evolve to enter like they have been in previous Little Cups. And the allowed types are 
Practically all of them. <laughs> it's normal, grass, electric, poison, ground, flying, bug, and dark. So that's eight out of the 18. So feel free if you want to cover up your ears. But listeners, I did a little bit of research because I know Fish isn't a huge fan of the Little Cup. And for good reason. It's It hurts to put a bunch of resources into Pokemon that maybe you aren't going to be able to use later. Like when we put resources in for Great League, Go Battle League, well, I'm going to be able to use those Pokemon again in Sylph. Little Cup, not so much. So I get it. But I'm coming to you with a little bit of a Little Cup introduction. Taking a look at the PV Poke top five Pokemon for Little Cup, we have Cottony, Galarian Stunfisk, Altaria, Shelmet, and Skarmory. Now, there is a reason Cottony is so good, and it's been so good in all of the previous Little Cups. It is bulky, and it knows charm. So when you take a look at that and combine it with some of these other Pokemon like Skarmory and G-Fisk that are really good uh, with really high defense, you can come up with a lot of really good teams. I took a look at PV Poke, and there are a lot of interesting cores that are really based around that Pokemon Cottony. The other benefit of using Cottony is maybe you get to reuse some of your old Pokemon from previous Little Cups, like Ducklet. There is a core of Cottony and Ducklet that you can use and then add a little bit of something depending on what you want for your third Pokemon. You could add in a counter user like Vigoroth or you could add in a Mudboy like Wooper or Swinub is another really popular pick. You could also pair Cottony up with a Steel type like Galarian Stunfisk. And then again, find something to pair it with. You could put that ducklet back in there. Skaroopy is also another really fun pick. If you've been paying attention, though, a lot of those Pokemon that I've been listing, Galarian Stunfisk, Cottony, Swinub, Skaroopy, also Shelmet I mentioned earlier, they have a glaring weakness, and that is fire. Fire is really the anti-meta, and because fire isn't one of the permitted types, you have to find it in a dual-type Pokemon. So a Pokemon like Litleo, that's also part normal, or Talonflame or Fletchinder, that's also part flying, are really good ways to get that fire in there uh, to kind of counter the main meta. All right, Fish, you can uncover your ears now. I think I'm done. What? <laughs> It's okay. You can come back now. No, um, I was actually just saying to DeFi before we started recording, um, th- this is the third season, I think, in a row that has had some form of Little Cup. And that leads me to think that these cups are here to stay. And that leads me to think maybe I should just get my head out of my butt and <laughs> start participating in these things. I give the advice to people. When it comes to arena cups, where you don't need to have all the Pokemon straight away, you can just build the six that you need for this month, and then next month you build, you know, another six or five because you might already have one available. And then over time, you do start to build up an arsenal that you can have ready for whatever cup comes in. I think that can apply to these little cups. Like the next little cup that comes around, which is is not for another three months. I can I can definitely prepare myself for that. I can just build one team of three, stick with that for the whole week, and then have that in the arsenal. And then three months later, I can build another three. Over time, I guess I will have enough Pokemon there and available that I won't need to keep putting resources 
into it. That's that's the great thing about it. You only need to put the resources in once and then you've got it forever. All I'm hearing, Fish, is that you're joining us on the dark <laughs> side. We have cookies in the little cup. We have cookies and cute small Pokemon. I'm going to hold you to that. If I if I start playing the next little cup and I get no cookies, I'm going to be mighty mad. Got to figure out how to send cookies <laughs> through the post to Australia. Okay, moving on. We have our deep dive for the week, our Sylph check-in. We have it, Fish, at long last, a new meta. Let's deep dive into the Lunar Cup. The Lunar Cup is October's Sylph Cup. It is remote only. I did, they say on the Lunar Cup website, sylph.gg slash cup slash lunar. It says only remote events are permitted through October, which may be me reading into it a little bit, but maybe they're going to reevaluate the idea of having live events after October. So hopefully we'll be back to live events sometime soon. I miss in-person events, don't you? <laughs> yeah, a lot of people do. Like there's definitely a lot of people that used to play Silverina tournaments before GBO was a thing and then everything went dark <laughs> and the people went away. A lot of people did join when the remote tournaments became a thing, but there was definitely more people they lost than gained. All right. Well, let's take a look at this Lunar Cup, which again, remote only tournaments. The only Pokemon that are permitted are Bug, Dark, Electric, Ghost, and Grass types, as well as any dual type Pokemons that have those types. So it's kind of a traditional Sylph meta with that is kind of defined by different types, but we do have some very specific bands in the following Pokemon. No Scrafty, no Pachirisu, no Unovan Stunfisk, no Alolan Marowak, the goat. <laughs> they got rid of the goat. Also, we've got no Whimsicott, no Vullaby, as well as no Shadows and no Mega Pokemon allowed. And did you read the dev notes for the cup when they were released? I did not. What can you tell me about them? So for those who don't know, the developer notes is just a an article that they have released kind of every now and then. And I get the impression that they're looking to make it a monthly thing now where they just explain how they built the meta, some of the thoughts and ideas behind the decisions they made. So it was really interesting seeing the reason that they banned a lot of these things. So Scrafty, Alolan, Marowak, Unovan, Stunfisk, and Whimsicott, they were all banned because they would just be too, too dominant in this meta. Pachirizu and Shadows were banned because of availability issues. Like with uh, the Shadows, we haven't had a Rocket TM event for quite a while. So people who are looking to take this opportunity to jump into Sylph at the beginning of a season, they might be at a disadvantage. And then Vullaby was banned because they didn't want a double up between Mandibuzz and Vullaby because Mandibuzz, spoiler, is going to be pretty darn good in this cup. So they didn't want uh, people to be running practically the same Pokemon twice in, in having Vullaby as well. And two really good Pokemon to boot. That would be a major timeout strategy with yeah, those right. two very, very thick Pokemon. All right, Fish, walk me through the meta. We just listed all the bands. So what can you use? What is really good here? Okay, so the biggest Pokemon by a fair way 
is going to be Alolan Graveler. It is a, a wonderful safe switch option. It can beat most of its threats with an energy lead. And there are very few counter users and very, very few ground Pokemon in the meta. So it's very safe. The second kind of equal second tied second most common Pokemon will be Obstagoon and, like I mentioned before, Mandibuzz. Two dark type Pokemon that have very safe matchups as well. And they've both got a very interesting relationship with Alolan Graveler and with each other because it takes different things to counter both Obstagoon and Mandibuzz. Mandibuzz will only be countered by Charm and then a bunch of things that beat flying types. So rocks, electric, ice, that kind of thing. Obstagoon is more traditionally beaten by dark type things. So counter users, bugs. There are very, very few Charmers in this meta. Uh, the only kind of viable one is Raichu with Charm instead of Volt Switch. And then you've got things like Lipard, which eh, I looked at it, not that great. Um, there is something that has both the electric type to beat Mandibuzz and the bug type to beat Obstagoon, and that is Galvantula. Another option you can look at there is Crustle, because it has the bug type to beat Obster and the rock typing to beat Mandibuzz. But Alolan Graveler beats Crustle and Galvantula pretty handily. So there's that kind of rock, paper, scissors kind of relationship happening. You've got Alolan Graveler, the Darks, and the Bugs. So Fish, if I'm hearing you correctly, it sounds like a lot of that main meta that you were talking about a lot of it is weak to fire, just like I was talking about the little jungle cup earlier, how fire is a good anti-meta. Would fire make a good anti-meta here? That is a very good pickup. Yeah, it is definitely a really, really good option to use. So there are some very interesting fire users such as Skuntank with Flamethrower, um, Houndoom with Firefang, and uh, like there are some very specific Pokemon that will get absolutely slaughtered by a Firefang Houndoom, because one of the only counter users in the meta is a Scavalier, which is the fire bug typing, and that will get crushed by fire. Uh, you've also got Foratress, which is really highly ranked, that bug steel type as well. And basically, all of the counter users in this meta, except for Obstagoon, are weak to fire, which is a, an interesting quirk of the meta. The biggest one, I think, is Roserade. Roserade is a grass poison type that resists counter. It has that fire weather ball, which it can fire off very, very quickly. And it also is the only one of these that can beat Obstagoon. So that's a big deal. All right, Fish, I've heard you talk about bug types, dark types, electric types, and grass types. I haven't heard you mention a single ghost type yet. Kyle is going to be livid. <laughs> Where are the ghosts in this meta? They're one of the permitted types. Where are they? Well, I think ghosts have been a bit underreported so far in this meta because of the prevalence of Obstagoon and Mandibuzz. But I think that's a bit of a mistake because, like, for example, Mandibuzz gets beaten very hard by Alolan Graveler, and yet a lot of people are still bringing that into their practice tournaments. And 
every month that Toxicroak is permitted, it's going to get hard counted by any Confusion user, but it still manages to find its way in the meta. So just because there is a prominent counter to a Pokemon does not mean that you have to leave it on the bench. And so Ghosts are definitely a solid option. So Haunter, for example, it provides a lot of safe matchups because it just gets to those Shadow Punches so quickly and most things in this meta are very, very glassy. So it can burn your opponent's shields very quickly, allowing the rest of the team to come into the back and sweep. Drift Blim is another option. Doesn't provide as much shield pressure, but it still triple resists counter like Haunter does. And it actually beats Obstagoon. It beats Obstagoon, DeFi. How? It just, the power of that Icy Wind um, and the fact that it wins a CMP tie over Obstagoon. So if Obstagoon has a single counter of energy lead, then it will get to an extra Night Slash to KO the Drift Blim in time. But if not, or if Drift Blim has the energy lead, then the power of Icy Wind will overcome the Obstagoon. I can see it, but I still don't know if I believe it. I'm going to have to test this out and try it for myself. I I will absolutely be trying to test this out as well. I uh, had some practice battles with Uncle B-Stud last night, who was a member of the GoCast and Pallet Town communities. And I I was using Obstagoon myself because I was under the impression, like PV Poke says that Obstagoon actually beats Mandibuzz, which is a big important thing that I didn't mention before. But... Every time my Obstagoon got matched up against his Mandibuzz, his Mandibuzz ended up beating it. So I don't know what is happening with PV Poke there. I think maybe just because my Obstagoon might not be the highest rank, so it doesn't quite have as much bulk. It just just doesn't quite have enough bulk to survive an extra aerial ace. I don't know. But yeah, got to take a look at that. All right. I hope that that meta-analysis of the Lunar Cup helped all of you listeners as much as it helped me. I know I'm going to be really excited to start digging into the meta and building my teams and practicing for my upcoming tournaments for October. And with that, we have one last thing to mention before we close out our segment. Next week, it's the week. We've been doing this for a whole year (laughs) as of next week. It feels like we just started. Yeah, it's it's crazy. I have no idea where the last year went. Me neither, but we have been spending it together and with <laughs> all of you listeners. So if anyone would lo- love to send in uh, some questions or any feedback or comments next week for our one-year anniversary, we would really appreciate it. We would love to do a mailbag episode next week. So please send in your questions. Remember, you can always send your feedback in and those questions to mail at gocastpodcast.com. You can also take a look in the show description. Clicking on more fish or more DeFi will take you to our other projects and other ways to contact us like Twitch and Twitter and all that fun stuff. We will see you next week for our one year anniversary of this segment. Bye. 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 (laughs) Like a dripping bye. Thanks very much, Fish and DeFi. It's uh, always great to hear from the two of you. And another wonderful PvP corner segment. So I forgot to mention, though, about that bell sprout I caught, that shiny one. It's like rank 57 in Little Cup. God. Uh, it's really tempting. And then I looked up its ranking, and it's not good. <laughs> <laughs>
It's not good. <laughs> but anyway, uh, I digress. We are in the second to last section of the show, Kyle. What section is that? I don't know. You tell me what section is it? <laughs> it's emails. Oh, that's right. It is emails. It is emails. We've got three emails this week. And the first one is from Andy. Hey, guys, I thought of this right away. And here's a name for the Pokemon Star Wars crossover. Jar Jar Shinks. Hopefully they don't hate Jar Jar. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a longtime listener and I love your show. Keep up the great work. I look forward to every episode each week, Andy. Well, that's very, very nice of you. Thank you. Jar Jar Shinks is it's a good one. That's a good one. It's also one of those things where like you, you hear it and you're like, why didn't I think of that? I don't understand. It's just because you didn't want to think about Jar Jar. It's okay. <laughs> I just I love all those all those YouTube videos that make arguments for him being a really powerful Sith. It's always really great. I yeah. I, I I want to I want to believe that when the first episode was written, George Lucas wanted to do that, but there was at least one person who told him no, and he actually listened. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he what he should have said was if turn around, be like, but we could sell more jar jar toys if we have different <laughs> versions of jar jar you know oh, god <laughs> but thank you for the email andy appreciate it next email is from kelvin he said hey guys long time no email well i think it's been a couple of weeks it's been a busy few weeks for me i got myself a new job constructing conservatories the shifts in pay are much better than being a delivery driver but it really affects my pokemon go So it looks like I'm taking the slow final grind to level 50. Although I'll definitely get straight back to straight back into it for the Liverpool weekend soon. I also met an online friend last week. The wonderful modders arranged for us to go to an Arsenal match. Hey, that that's pretty awesome. I I am jealous. I said earlier, I want to go to England. I, uh, I'd like to see a soccer game while I'm there. Football. I'm sorry. Don't yell at me. But speaking of that, what are we talking about? Speaking of that, in the in the in the email it says soccer for Chris. Oh. Ar- Arsenal is is a very uh, famous sports team in the English Premier League. Arsenal sounds like an esports team, though. No, no, no. They're the Gunners. That's that's their nickname. That they're, also sounds like an esports team. Their logo, their logo is like a, an emblem shield with a cannon, like an old school cannon on it. Oh, that's pretty. That's pretty cool. Yeah, they, they <laughs> they've been around forever. It's a good time. All right. And also found time to squeeze in a lucky trade. Mini Mott came with us too, and he must have been the good luck charm because we won. That's awesome, by the way. Nice. That's, I'm that's just happy that y'all got to meet up. That's so cool. Anyway, it's been a while since I've asked you guys a couple of questions. With the new Scyther evolution being shown, my question is, when is the paper variant being released? We have rock and scissors, but no paper. What type would it be? <laughs> Don't we already have that? Isn't that Cartana? It's just not. It's just <laughs> no, not Scyther. No, because that's just scissors again. Is it? I thought it was made out of like like origami, like paper. No, he's 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 like a katana. Isn't that like the whole point with the name? He's like a sword. Maybe. Let me look it up. In the meantime, what type would it be? It'd probably have to be like like flying, just flying. Oh, maybe. Okay. All right. All right. Cartana is the drawn sword Pokemon. Okay, there's the the misunderstanding. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah, it's it's uh, res- it's a small ultra beast that resembles an origami human. So I think we're both. It appears to be folded out of a sheet of paper, which is white on one side, and orange on the other. I think we're both right here. Huh. 
Okay. Okay. I mean, that that's a potential answer. But in the spirit, what would a paper Pokemon type be? Uh, that's a good question. I think, to- gr- I think grass is also a solid option. Yeah. Paper is made from plants. Maybe like grass normal. I think grass bug because you want it to be super weak to fire. Okay. Okay. That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. Mm-hmm. That's a, that's a solid, solid option, I think. More questions. In the Journey series, Chloe has an Eevee. With the new Hisuian region, do you think there will be a new evolution? What would your type and name for it be? My girlfriend and I have had a chat about it and have settled on Ghost. Her name suggestion is Spectreon, but mine is Spookion. <laughs> Settle a debate for us, please. All right, first, on the name... Your your girlfriend's name is better. I'm sorry. Spe- Spectreon is better. <laughs> Chris? Ah, we, we made one. We made a ghost type evolution we, we for, did. We did. Uh, for a Mashup Monday special episode. And I am struggling to remember the name we had given it uh, from chat. But for me, I think I would love to. I really want to see, see a, a, a steel version. Really, really bad. And I, I think we've seen a bunch of really great names like Armion or shieldion or sorry not shield on shield on sectional pokemon <laughs> but like like nightion there's a bunch of like fun guardian stuff. guardian is the best one yes you're right i've read that, that is that is the one that was making the rounds when sword and shield was still only leaks and speculation yeah and it made so much sense like guardian it fits good so good with the theme too yeah so that one's disappointing. I would still be for a steel one, but I get it that that's a that's a strong typing that they might not want to just let players have straight up. But like, so what do we got? There's uh, dragon, ice, steel, ghost, poison, bug, rock, ground, poison, flying, fighting. I don't know. Oh man, fighting? Huh? I, I mean. I think steel is my answer, but I want to I want to think of another one. And it seems like they're leaning into the rocks with the Hisuian region. Like, how, how do you not go with a rock type evolution? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. what would it be called, though? Oh, we had called the ghost one, by the way, Wispion. Wispion. OK, that's not terrible. Yeah, you didn't you didn't weigh in on what you saw, thought sounded better, though. Between the two that were offered between Spectreon and Spookion. Spectreon. I'm sorry, <laughs> Kelvin. I'm sorry. Um, but like a name for a rock type Eevee, it, so, some type of variation of Gra- Gravlion, but like it's a little too close to Graveler. I can't think of another word for types of rocks off the top of my head, though. Igneon? Yeah, that's a, that's a potential if they wanted to lean like really specific into something. Yeah, if they yeah. wanted to get real fancy with it, depending on what the region looks like, they could go obsidian. Oh, I like that one. And make it a black obsidian oh. one. Make it like, you know, go even crazier. Make it uh, give it a subtyping as well. But that doesn't yeah. kind of goes against the Eevee thing. So. But, it, but it would be really cool if they started coming up with a bunch of crazy types of evolutions and they just did like com- different combinations all over the place. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. obsidian would be an awesome rock dark type. For mm-hmm. sure. I think mm-hmm. that'd be so cool. Or rock around, you know, hey. Have a good one. Kels drinks custard, resident average player, and Snapmaster. You haven't made it back to veteran yet? Come on, <laughs> Kelvin. Come on. Also, I don't know if you ever commented, did you like the the 
extra bit of DLC or whatever they added to Pokemon Snap, I heard it was solid. Yeah, I haven't even tried it yet. I, I Calvin, you have to let us know. But thank you for the email. This last one is from Wang J. Chen. Hope I get this to you in time. I would say hopefully we'll record later in the week, but that usually means something bad has happened. So I don't wish that on you. So here we go. <laughs> We're recording on time and you got it on. You got it in on time this week. No storms tonight. So good. Good deal. Uh, Chris, I want to not only apologize, but also call you a visionary. I like where this is going already. In the past, you were hassled for putting two kilometer eggs in super incubators. In the past, I was hassled. This is a this is a current event. Ongoing. Yeah. I have since discovered that may be the most efficient place to put them, especially on community days and long grind sessions i recently made the goal of level 15 my hundo lucario and since candy is scarce i was going to have to get some uh, boots from nancy sinatra these boots are made for walking i love it oh my god i thought hatching some riolu would expedite this process but my egg storage was always full of 2ks then i was blessed by the goddess of math here is what i have determined Two kilometer eggs should only be put in super incubators. If you walk 26 kilometers a week, you free up seven extra slots to potentially get a 10K as opposed to putting 10Ks in super incubators and freeing up one slot to more than likely get a 2K. Going forward, for me, 2Ks and 5K eggs go in super incubators and all 10Ks go in regular incubators. The two side notes to this are 7K and 12Ks are outliers because you can control when you receive them. And this mainly applies to more hardcore players. If you are casual, it doesn't really matter. Chris, I now see your vision and I embrace it. Wang J. Chen. I want so badly to agree with you. <laughs> but I am not disillusioned in the fact that I am wasting. Like you're, you, What you're saying is correct about turnover. And in a world <laughs> where you had infinite super incubators, absolutely true. And I buy enough incubators. And it's pretty much bottomless in my case, too. Uh, it's a problem. I'm admitting to it. <laughs> but I think on a monetary point, the, the amount of converted slash saved kilometers, you, you end up not doing so hot. Y- yeah. Value per instance of incubation. I, I think I think the ultimate point of this conversation comes down to that that last point. How valuable is your super incubator to you? And my super incubator is more valuable for how much distance it cuts off my hatching versus how many eggs I can hatch. See, that's super different. You, you've nailed it. That's where you and I differ. I look at how many eggs I hatched and you look at how little you had to walk to hatch the eggs that you did yeah. hatch. But that makes see, sense. On the same note, I don't hatch regular eggs for the same reason. I still want to hatch like eggs. I still want to walk the distance to hatch the eggs. But I want to maximize it, and so I hatch 7Ks because I'll get the Stardust for it. Every once in a while, I'll get a Pokemon I can actually use. I'm only 6 Elksal Candy away from my level 50 Stunfisk. And so every time I forget to re-up 7Ks and I stare at an inv- inventory of 2 to 5, I'm just like, these are not going in Super Incubators. They're not worth the dollar ten or whatever a Super Incubator is valued at to me. I guess it's actually more like 35 cents because it has three uses, but yeah, but I've seen you put two K's in a super incubator before I have done it, mm-hmm. but it's either a on accident or B I need to empty all slots because of like an event. Yeah. Or yeah. like an event is only causing two K's to hatch to drop and I don't actually have an option. So, mm, okay. 
Well, I'm just saying we're all not pure here, okay? Some of us have also put two Ks in super incubators besides me. I haven't been happy about it any time, though. Very I think true. That, I think that is an important distinction. Very true. Yeah. And then you got to start valuing like the, the tears that I shed for that bad choice. It really has to go into the equation I'm not, as well. I'm not there when you hatch the seven at a time, though. I can't. I can't do it. Uh, it's usually because oh my god, I'm just, I'm literally the most confusing person, and I realize <laughs> that every single time I do this, I love hatching eggs. I hate the actual hatching of the eggs i literally even if it's one egg hatching i will relaunch my app so i can just so i can go to my inventory and look at it instead of waiting for a stack of nine who who does that who does that Uh, i do usually (laughs) yeah but like you don't i like i love eggs i love hatching them i should (laughs) live for that i should be like oh what's it gonna be oh my gosh i just that said i'm pretty sure I, I don't pay a lot of attention to this kind of stuff, but they yeah. changed the egg hatching animation within the last couple of patches. It's yeah, much did. slower now. Oh, there's fades in a lot of different places of the game now that used to not be. It, it's so it's so slow to hatch an egg now. It's ridiculous. Yeah. It, it, is. it is. And also, but, if it has a hat, it has to do a whole new animation when it hatches. Like, I thought I was going the, crazy the when, I hatched, yeah. when I hatched like four smooch them in a row and it kept doing it. And I'm like... What is happening? <laughs> yeah. Did I break this game or is this game breaking me? It's hard to tell. Sometimes. I had to wait for another thing to hatch to see if it was like new to eggs. And I'm like, no, it's just the hat. <laughs> My gosh. Well, anyway, thank you very much for your email, Wang J. Chen. And if any of you, dear listeners, would like to send us an email, just like these fine folks did, you can email us at mail at gocastpodcast.com. Please tell us about your egg hatching behaviors we'd love to hear more about that because it's <laughs> it's one of my favorite conversations to have with kyle because it's he gets very frustrated <laughs> but you could also send us a voicemail if you'd rather not send us an email uh you can call 262-586-7717 and and leave a voicemail we'll play it on the show it's a good time you could also visit our website for all things gocast gocastpodcast.com Follow us on Twitter at GoCast Podcast. Reminder, that's also where we post the Pokepole on our social feed. So there you go. And if you want to help support the show, you can via a monetary mean uh, through Patreon. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash GoCast Podcast. And that's also the route that you should take if you're interested in the Discord that we talk about all the time. It is a patron Discord. So you got to be a patron to, to get in there. Uh, or get an invitation so that's one dollar a month at minimum there are some other tiers but i think the first tier is the best bang for your buck since we're talking about min maxing stuff tonight so much but shout out to our elite trainer tier patrons the real mvps cyprian Bo, daniel zek walker andrew chad robert michael ozzy ted tish ben marvin and beanie sports thayer and jason thank you so much to all of you for your very generous patronage and helping us keep the digital lights on we're thinking about maybe getting rid of our digital generator we have so much consistent energy now we don't need it we don't need it or should we go solar kyle i'm not sure well i don't i don't know how we could do wind right we're we're in a really flat area move outside of chicago a little bit (laughs) yeah okay i'm down that's a good plan we'll do it we'll keep all of you up to date uh i guess we're gonna go build a wind farm Uh, but we also have a review And just a reminder, if you want to help support the show and monetary means are not in the cards for you, or if you already have and you're looking for another way, uh, you can leave us a review. Please, please do. It helps us out quite a bit. Places you can leave reviews. This one is short and sweet. 
It's from Rocky Riley, and it says, you are amazing. The best. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) It's so pure. I love it. You're the best, Rocky. Riley, thank you very much for your kind words. Okay, Kyle, uh, I swear this this is the end. We're almost done here. We got to set some goals and then we can skedaddle. Mm-hmm. Are you ready? Yeah. The jungle event starts, right? It does start on Friday. Woohoo! Friday. I have to clean out my inventory. That's carrying carrying that goal over. Hopefully I don't forget this time. Uh-huh. Maybe I'll write it down right now. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to get a good chunk of the jungle special research done if it's not heavily gated so i'm just gonna say progress on that depending on what it ends up looking like maybe i'll finish it if it's possible to do that that'd be fun but unlikely okay and get one douse genocide one and that's the only raid that i will do okay so for you i've got two thousand pokemon in your storage clean up your storage space some special research and one Dow's drive genesect. Yes. All right. Awesome. For myself, 25 kilometers. We'll see how that goes. 30 eggs, special research in its entirety. I want to be finished with it. The 200,000 stardust I keep doing for myself. I'm almost to 9 million <laughs> stardust. Yahoo. God. And one Dow's genesect for myself as well. Uh, I will get more than one because again, got to get that candy, but we'll see. Uh, And that's it. That brings us to the end of the show, Mr. Kyle. Thanks for being here. Thank you for having me. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) I think people would riot if you weren't here. Uh, So on that note, we'll see y'all for episode 164. Until then, bye-bye. Bye. Bye.